Welcome to Corestruction, a show about the missions and activities of the Tulsa District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. My guest today is Dennis Covey, the lake manager for the Ten Killer Lake Project Office. Dennis and his team oversee 10 parks with multiple forms of recreation. What else do you do, Dennis? Uh, we, we do a lot of um, FRM type work there as well. You know, we, what is FRM? Uh, flood risk management. We, we basically take care of the earthen embankment that, you know, controls, uh, controls floodwaters and, and keeps pressure off of the, uh, Arkansas river there. So depending on who's high and who needs to release, uh, you know, we, we catch ourselves doing, doing some of that. We do a lot of maintenance, um, you know the wildlife management aspect of it and of course right now it's recreation season you know we're we're full-fledged working parks uh you know keeping facilities up and running um so you started with the tulsa district in 2010 as a park ranger and tell us where you were when you started out so i started in 2010 i was a park ranger at robert s kerr lake office there at the lock uh, lock 15 at robert s kerr i was there as a ranger about f- about four years uh took a promotion to ufala lake as a lead ranger there was internally promoted there to assistant lake manager and then moved to ten killer as the lake manager in september of 18 yeah and your your place tish had been there for what 20 years or so uh, i think she'd i think she'd been there about 10 years uh, 10 some 10 or 10 or 12 something like that so welcome to Construction, Dennis. I guess I already pretty much started in on you immediately with the question. So you, you came really to talk about Snake Creek and Elk Creek because those are two of the, uh, two of the, the campgrounds which were hit by a tornado in, in 2018. I think it was November of 2018. Yeah, yes, sir. Nice welcome. <laughs> nice welcome to Ten Killer was a tornado. And I got there in September of 18 and got a tornado in November of 18. So... That's one way to start off a, a new assignment. Yeah, followed by record floods of 19, you know. So. <laughs> so tell us about the amount of damage that Snake Creek, um, I guess we'll start with Snake Creek first. Tell us about the damage there. So the, the main issue there, you know, uh, our, part of the, our part of Oklahoma uh, in particular, pretty substantial timber, uh, you know, mountainous rolly hills uh and as a byproduct of that you know we we had a lot of trees inside our campgrounds which is great because it provides shade for the public uh the downside to when a tornado hits your park is you know we had i can't remember your exact number but i know between snake and elk creek well over uh, over 150 mature post oak red oak sycamore trees that were completely uprooted they they weren't they didn't break off they just uprooted and fell over so aside from having that to clean up uh you know them them trees um, pretty much both parks park wide uh fell on everything we owned <laughs> everything that we built infrastructure for the campground and uh you know, we, we knew immediately that there was some utility issues as well. I mean, I, most people probably didn't think of that. But, you know, when we went to those parks the next morning, the water meters uh, at both parks was just spinning. So we knew we had multiple water line breaks. Uh, 
damage to facilities. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff, amenities to campsites, firings, grills, uh, electric pedestals, utility tables. You know, those those things aren't going to stand up to the mass of a hundred and twenty-year-old post oak tree falling over on them. So, you know, there was there was a at first look, my gosh, there's a lot to clean up. Uh, the longer we had to think about it and assess it, man, what all's destroyed. You know, you, you can see the the easy stuff, the playgrounds, uh, with a giant tree laying across the middle of them. That's pretty obvious, or a gate shack with a tree on it, or bathroom with a tree on it. You can see those pretty easy, but then you get deeper, you're like, man, how many water line breaks do we have? Because of, you know, roots growing around water lines and pulling them up and you know how many electric pedestals got smashed so you know basically we've almost rebuilt both parks at this point we're getting close anyway so a lot of damage i guess to answer your question i remember uh myself and stacy reese from our public affairs office we went out i want to say it was like that that week probably about, i think it was about the week after, after yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it was cold i remember it being very extremely cold. cold yeah and um and it was it was just crazy and even then we were trying to be extremely careful because there was we were worried about power lines and uh, potentially you know a tree that might be leaning or, or a branch or, or you know and, and i'm and i don't just mean like a small branch i mean like huge thick branches that uh, could have been leaning on stuff, and and I remember the guys out there in the in the in the front loaders and the bobcats, you know, just just going through and trying to move stuff very carefully. Um, yeah, and I guess that leads to my my uh, my my first my second question is um, how how did you guys have to go in and make sure that that area was safe first? What do you? Well, you know, we had a lot of requests, uh, and 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 not not the not to discredit any ideas, but, you know, we had a lot of requests from local public. We'll just let people go in and cut firewood. And, you know, there were so many trees leaning on trees that were standing or limbs hanging from trees that were standing or even trees on top of trees on top of trees that, you know, you and, you know, as a, as a public servant, you know, in, in my opinion, it, it was... It was uh, it was unsafe to just let people go in there and just open the gate and say anybody want any firewood just go cut it because you know we would have been liability liable for injuries uh, and it would have been hard to regulate regulate that in a fair way to the public. So uh, basically, what happened as far as the trees go is uh, shortly after the uh, the tornado we had. We had uh, we had some flood supplemental left over that we were able within the district that we were able to reprogram and turn it into basically tornado supplemental. So we was able to do a cart a contract to safely and actually pretty other than a flood holding it up rapidly get all those trees out of there the the holes from the root wads filled in and. Uh, it just seemed like a safer, more viable option for us at the time, and, and was able to get that done uh, in a pretty quick manner with professionals that knew what they were doing. 
Now, did you guys have to con? You had to contract a lot of that removal, or did our maintenance staff have to? Uh, our maintenance staff started it because supplemental funds are never a guarantee. Uh, we started working on that. It was a good time of the year to do that. You know, uh, obviously our busy season is during recreation season. Right. November is not the busiest time of year for us. So we started that work. We got a drop in the bucket done compared to what once we got a contract issued. I mean, those guys, you know, complete work time inside both campgrounds. They were only there about three weeks, and you would have never known that those trees even existed other than the grass was gone and there was a bare dirt there. So, you know, it would have taken us with my staff, you know, I have six full-time rangers. Uh, I have three full-time maintenance guys at the time. I only had two. I had a vacancy. Uh, it would have taken us m months to get that cleaned up at the with the equipment we had and the staffing that we had. Yeah, that's that's pretty challenging. And then you've got other other projects to to work on. I mean, you you had two campgrounds, and then even though even during the off season, there's still things you have to go check on at the campground. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we do a lot of uh, the stuff that you put off, the stuff you band aid in order to to get through a wreck season. You know, we try to do a lot of those repairs during the during the fall and winter. Uh, to make it where we don't have to band-aid them next year. So, you know, I mean, even though Snake Creek is probably my uh, most popular campground, and trust me, I understand people want to get back there, uh, but I still had, you know, four Class A parks to manage that were open that uh, all but one have over 100 sites. So, I mean, I have big campgrounds there at Ten Killer. And plus, you know, my staff and myself, we also managed the Weber Falls area. We had two Class A campgrounds there as well as two Class C campgrounds. Not to mention the, well, and we're not even mentioning when the flooding started. Because even during that, uh, even during that debris removal contract, which is the trees and, and stuff, you know, they got about two weeks in and we flooded. I mean, to where they couldn't even get in those parks. I mean, so had to prolong that had to and and i was in it for a while uh there was a lot of stress upstream uh you know fort gibson Ulagal, keystone call all those lakes received substantial rainwater and so i was sitting there holding for a long time and you know we, that contract was on hold and they was gone for I can't remember exact days, but it was it was a substantial amount of time before they were able to come back in there and finish. So, and, and you had a gate at Weber's that was pretty much open, you know. Yeah. A lot of that time because of the barge strike. Yep. And so you know, you guys are releasing from the Illinois into the Arkansas River. So yeah, stream you got to watch that. Right? Yep. Like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, at Ten Killer, you know, the, the the nice thing about Ten Killers, I don't really, you know, there's no big major lake above me. Uh, so as far as flood control goes, you know, I'm, I'm able to hold water and allow other people in the river, you know, access, uh, for that space in the river. And so, you know, I end up holding water a lot there at 10 killer, which is fine. That's what we, you know, that's why we're here. So, uh, so it took a while before we were able to get that done. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, really for us to assess, the true damages to facilities 
we, we had to wait for that contract to get completed so we could at least see, okay, what all is really damaged here? And it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a big part of assessment, right? Like, because you don't, I mean, you, you see trees and you see things knocked over, but you don't, you don't know whether that picnic table's been cracked in half or whether it's still working. And I'm, I remember, like, going, and there was, like, benches that were, like, twisted. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that tornado was powerful. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, too, because Brewer's Bend was hit by a tornado many, many, many years ago. And, and it's kind of like I think people don't even use it as much anymore because they didn't realize it reopened because it's it's kind of like it's kind of hidden away. You know, yep. it's right, right there on the river. Um, and so like 10 killers, that's what, three campgrounds now? That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't think Snake Creek will be the same the same way. Uh, there's a lot of demand there, and that's a high, highly visible campground. And you know, we we look forward to getting it back open for our for our customers, and and you know, for for us. I mean, that that's been a big. Even though we've contracted a lot of the work, uh, it's been a big burden on myself, uh, my CE tech. Me and him have spent a lot of time writing scopes of work and formulating IGEs and what's that, what's an IGE so IGE is a, is a government estimate uh, and normally we're pretty good with them me and me and him we 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 hit a lot of them spot on right but man this this uh, inflation with metal and lumber prices lately has, has made it more difficult uh, I had to re you know one of the contracts we got going now is metal metal fence replacement repair and replacement and uh you know we had some old facilities inside those campgrounds you know i was tasked uh by my bosses hey make it better than it was you know you know we have the opportunity we're replacing and repairing stuff anyway make it better than it was and so you know some of the old cable type fencing with metal posts or wood posts and cable i'm gonna go that were you know damaged and destroyed anyway you know, I'm going to replace some of that stuff with with metal rail fence that looks good that we can paint, and uh, man, that metal metal prices have been hard to hit lately. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're going up three times. You know, by the time I can get the estimate, get estimates for the what I think the cost will be, supply it to contracting, and contracting goes through their bidding process. Sometimes it's went up double. By the time they get to there, and so they're calling me back and saying, "Hey, you know we're off. Do you have money to to spend and need to redo the IGE?" So wow. So it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a challenge. Several we've executed a lot of contracts. So and that's for those two campgrounds. Those two campgrounds. So you you have to have, you can't just do like one contract typically for both. You have to do multiple things and multiple contracts for different types of work as well. Is that how it or is that just how you you've had to do it? Yeah, you know, and a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's availability. You know, I'm kind of getting down to the end now, so the the money's not uh, the pockets aren't as deep there. Uh, so I got to be a little bit more particular about prioritizing what I want to get done and in what uh, what time frame but you know going back to the kind of what you were asking there yeah you know you you have people that specialize in building metal buildings you have people that specialize in laying concrete and you can't just do one giant contract and say I need you to come in and do it all 
uh, because your product is not going to be as good when 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 the outcome's uh, done. So, and you know, so uh, we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit. So we did. At, there was a point in time there where we realized, okay, they told us we're we're gonna, you know. We're going to issue you supplemental funding in order to get these campgrounds back in order. This was after the reprogramming of the initial money. And so, you know, we had to go in and, and make an assessment of, okay, how much do we think it's going to cost? And, you know, that took time and effort on my my behalf, my bosses as well. And uh, once we submitted our request, received and actually received our our funds, um, kind of lost track of where I was going there, but I'll get back here in a second. <laughs> so, you know, we, we oh, I know, I, we, we were, the two campgrounds were funded separately. So had to use Elk Creek money for Elk Creek and Snake Creek money for Snake Creek. And some, some things, okay, I can do one contract for both and just have to, then I got to do additional work. Okay, how much does Elk Creek actually cost compared to how much Snake Creek actually cost? And some of them, if it was like, like, for instance, we did a lot of concrete repair. Uh, both of those were big jobs. I decided to separate them so I could have two contractors working at the same time. Um, but other other contracts like uh, repair of some of the amenities, uh, utility tables. I did utility tables separate, standalone, by itself, because it required fabrication. Uh, I needed a contractor that could fabricate the table and then install it. And then I did fire rings and grills separately, because you can just go buy a fire ring and grill. And so, but I did both campgrounds at once. So I did fire rings and grills for Elk Creek and Snake Creek, one contract, and utility tables for both campgrounds, one contract. So, you know, we, we've, uh, I am a, I'm proficient at contracting and writing scopes at this point. Let's say that. Isn't that amazing how much you learn from from something like that? And sometimes it's trial and error, you know. I mean, and fortunately, you know, the, we got people that uh, in the contracting office that'll go, "Okay, you may want to reconsider this or change this." So, you know, we have lots of sets of eyes looking at it. So that's a that's been a big benefit to me. So, among some of the things you've got, like Snake Creek, for example, you've got you're going to get a new gate shack in. Right, or is that just repaired? That's already installed. It, yeah, but I yep. mean, it's it's there um, when people show up, and then um, is this a storage building at? Is that the storage building at Snake or Elk Creek? I, I can run through them if you want me to. Yeah. Okay. So, it, you know, going back to what what people will be seeing when they when they come into the campgrounds once we get them reopened, uh, Snake Creek, for instance, um, installed a new gate shack there. Uh, it received some damage. Uh, besides the fact it was, you know, 60, 70, 75, 80 years old, uh, it received some damage. So we, we, uh, replaced it with a brand new CXT gate shack. Uh, both of the, both, there's two playgrounds inside of Snake Creek. They were both, uh, wooden structures that were older, uh, probably out of date, probably out of safety standards. And so we installed two new, uh, two new can- uh, playgrounds there with proper fall protection and bordering. Uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the concrete and asphalt inside Snake Creek Campground was damaged due to the same reason the water lines were. The root wads pulled up 
you know, portions of picnics, table slabs, or portions of camping pads. And so we had to repair uh, several picnic table pads and camping pads uh, and repair repair or replace. Uh, you know, some of them were damaged enough. We said, okay, we're going to rip them out and replace them. So we did a contract for that. Um, all the all the campsite amenities, firings, grills, utility tables, uh, replaced every one of those inside the campground because, you know, not only were a lot of them damaged uh, because of the tornado, but then they were flooded for such a long time as well. Um, purchased a lot of, like you said earlier, a lot of the concre- old concrete picnic tables had trees land on them, so did a, a, a SAIC purchase for... Uh, brand new uh, metal coated picnic tables for those sites that lost their picnic tables so we got that and uh, all the retaining walls inside Snake Creek basically were built with native stone and concrete Uh, once again 70 years ago a lot of that stuff had become brittle and those things not they were already falling apart in places and then when you start having trees right next to them fall over, we had damage to numerous uh, retaining walls around campground or campsites. So we replaced all those. Um, did a contract. Uh, we did a contract through our ENC office here in the Tulsa district, and did full waterline replacement at both campgrounds, which was desperately needed uh, before the tornado. And uh, you know this was an opportunity. The funding was there, the purpose fit, uh, you know, those bad water lines were damaged and now going to be even worse if we were to go in and try to patch them. So, you know, replaced full water line replacement, uh, both campgrounds, Elk and Snake Creek. A bunch of the electric pedestals were either damaged, broke, smashed, uh, not to mention set underneath water because we couldn't even get to them to, you know, normally when we flood, we'll go in and pull the guts out of those electric pedestals so we can, you know, because water doesn't go well with electric. We can shut them off, pull the guts out, and then, you know, when the water goes down, we go and we go reinstall them. Well, because we couldn't get to them, we couldn't do that in this case. So I elected to, hey, we're going to replace every pedestal in the campground. You know, start fresh, new stuff, uh, and so that, that contract just finished up. We did final inspection on that last week. So at Snake Creek, you're, you know, other than, not to mention the, the projects we have still ongoing, uh, the, the replacing the metal fencing I was talking to you about earlier, that contract has been awarded. Uh, the contractor started this past Monday. Um, we still have another contract in the queue to uh, repave or overlay some of the roads inside Snake Creek Campground. You know, between the flooding and root watch from trees falling over, we had damage to some of the roads. And so this was an opportunity to, to get those things back in shape. And then, and we don't have those opportunities very often. Roads are expensive. And uh, Were you able to get any DOT money on that? Or? No, it was all just uh, all just the tornado supplemental. I, okay. You know, I... I ha- Quotes haven't came back yet, but right. but I'm 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 thinking I'm going to be able to do most of the campground. Definitely the the roads. I probably won't be able to do the camping pads, but the roads I should be able to get done. 
for the most part. So we have a couple contracts left that were the work, and also we have a sign a sign contract in the, in the queue, uh, basically to replace the signs inside the campgrounds. So, you know that, that that's that's uh, that's what's the holding up Snake Creek currently is the asphalt contract because I can't I can't have campers in there and do that work at the same time. Um, that's the that's about the only thing left in Snake Creek to to really keep from getting it opened. Uh, is that out for bid yet, or is it already awarded, or where are we at? In the, it is still not being scoped. And, it is it is still being scoped, and uh, it's it's we're in the review process currently. Okay. Um, because of the money amount, it it has some additional requirements, uh, some. BCOES review and I, and I don't know what that acronym stands for. <laughs> I know what it means. I mean, I know what the requirements are of it. I don't know what it stands for, but uh, right. but we've been going through that. Me and my boss uh, Craig Robbins, as well as some people in the contracting office. So uh, we've been we're hopefully about got that fixed, resolved, ready to go, and ready to go out. Uh, so I don't know when that contract will be awarded. But uh, looking forward to getting that one done. It's the it's the last big one. That that's is it advertised? Made. Is it? It's no, not advertised. Okay, not yet. It's not been no, advertised yet. Not yet. Okay. So typically, yeah, they'll they'll advertise it once it's ready. It'll be on sam.gov. Yep. And uh, or beta sam. Yeah, beta, beta sam. I think it's sam now. I think they got rid of the betas. Maybe so. It changes. It's changed about three <laughs> yeah. times yeah, since yeah, I started it was great. this. It was Fed biz ops, right? Yeah. It's yep. easy to remember. But um, now it's I think just sam.gov, and um, when it comes out. It'll, it'll post in there, and so if there's anybody listening to this podcast and you're an asphalt uh, and road builder type, then Absolutely. that might be a contract you're interested in. There you in, go. And snatching up once it, you know, put in a bid and uh, make it reasonable. <laughs> and, I, and I think, I think that's uh, um, one other thing, and, and it's not going to hold up the... Uh, the opening of the campground but i but i am i have a waiting on a quote currently from saic uh for basically uh the purchase of some some trees uh topsoil trade yeah shade recover recover some some shade shade. you know i've worked i've worked through with our uh our archaeology office you know there's a big arc site (laughs) um yeah i mean uh, there always is around lakes you know Mm -hmm. and so I've worked through that with them, getting the trees replanted, uh, and so, you know, that won't, like I said, that won't hold up the opening. We can do that. Right. Uh, we can do that work with campers using the facilities, but uh, yeah, we're gonna try to get some shade back and and uh, try to get some <laughs> some ground. You know, with with uh, trees falling over by the root wads and flooding. You know, we had a lot of erosion in there as well. So trying to get some topsoil back and get some grass growing again. Um, that, that's about that's about it for snake. Uh, now you're not going to have to plant any 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 post oak though because those things are they grow everywhere. Yeah, I've got like know, twelve around my house. <laughs> They're all all over the place. Here. Yeah, we got we. Yeah. Uh, we we'll could just wait, and there's probably like five waiting, just waiting to yeah. spout up. We 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 uh, we per well I, I put the. I requested a quote for a variety of different trees. A lot of them are are native. Native. uh, But, uh, uh, you know, 
it, it's just it's when you finish one thing on this thus far when you finish one thing it's like okay which which one do i start on next you know yeah. so so uh but you know i, I think in the end uh, once uh, i forgot to mention also we we lost <laughs> and this is how this has been but so we lost the dock that yeah. the courtesy dock at snake right. i have no I st- we still don't know where that dock is uh, we wow. found we found the walkway. <laughs> My assumption is it's somewhere sunk in the lake somewhere. I right. don't know for sure. It may be on somebody's private property back in the woods. No, there's no telling. Maybe in a tree somewhere. Maybe in a tree somewhere. But anyway, we never found the dock. So anyway, we had to replace the dock. Uh, that's been completed. Uh, one pavilion's one pavilion received a, a, a large amount of damage, so we replaced that. Uh, the storage building that our volunteers and stuff use. Um, it it just disappeared. We don't know where that went either. So we replaced that as well. But that that was some of the other work that you'll see at Snake Creek when you you know when we get that open back up. Uh, the the uh, Elk Creek uh, that what is it? Is this, it says driveway, but I mean it looks like a sidewalk almost from the that, this image that I'm looking at here. The bathroom replacement. Yeah, that's actually a road leading up is to our it? to our oh, bathroom wow. and. So the bathroom received damage at Elk Creek. Uh, just got it replaced. Actually, the the only thing keeping me from opening Elk Creek uh, is th- the bathroom is installed. The concrete work is all done. Uh, we built a new concrete drive because uh, it's up on a hill, and not only would it would it erode every time it rained, we had to repair that road uh, leading up to that bathroom because it would just wash out and then it was gravel and steep so people would peel out if they was in a car and so you know we we built a new concrete road leading up to that it it's uh you know it 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 has a grade not quite of what like a boat ramp would have but it has that cut grade where they can grip and get up there uh the only thing left for the contractors to do that that's installing that bathroom is to and hook up the internal plumbing to the bathroom So once we once they can get back and get that complete, you know that that campground's on the ver- aside from us getting our ba- our bollards in. Uh, so one thing that's going to change at Elk Creek when people start going back in there's uh, that's going to be on QR code. We probably won't put a gate attendant back in there. We'll probably just have a camp host, and we're going to go to QR code in, in Elk Creek. Uh, but some of the some of the things we had to. F- had to repair in there or replace uh same deal with concrete uh slabs and uh utilities uh full water line replacement electric pedestal replacement uh same thing all the campsite amenities firings grills utility tables uh all all the retaining walls in there same story old native stone built 70 years ago we replaced all those with concrete clean look uh, had to replace a pavilion in there, storage building for the volunteers in there as well. Um, something I forgot to mention at Snake Creek, we did upgrade some sites in Snake Creek uh, from 30 to 50 amp. We upgraded eight sites, and we did the same at Elk Creek. We upgraded five sites to 50 amp. We also, when we did the water line replacement, hey let's go ahead and give every site its own water in elk creek that wasn't the case and some sites didn't even have water there and so you know to to lead us down the road of future upgrades as well you know we went ahead and ran water to every site even if it's a uh 
a primitive site. Well, at least now they got water. And uh, if we ever want to upgrade, the water's already there. So that's one less thing we got to do. But uh, same same story. A uh, lot of work, a lot of time. Uh, do, you know. Do you guys? Um, no, no, you. You you close both of those in the winter, typically, right? Because of because of typically because of of potential for freezing in the water, right? Yes, sir. So yes. they'll still stay closed in the winter months, though. Like once you, or will they now be able to be? No, to that water line. We'll probably we'll probably just maintain what we've done in the past. Uh, okay. You know, we have some other campgrounds that we leave open in in the winter time that that uh, just I mean the use isn't as great. Right. Uh, uh, the numbers aren't as aren't as high, so we just kind of try to localize the right. The, that way, we are not having to still maintain and monitor. That, that's a know. that's a question we get sometimes. Is people will want to know, well, what, what do we got to do to get this site or this this particular campground open so we can enjoy it year round? Um, but but the reality is that a lot of the reasons that you have to close those places during the winter months is because of things like potential for freezing. You know, yeah, and you don't want to keep 101 sites open because right. three people really want to get in there for two days. You yeah, know, it costs, it costs money to keep electric running, right? Cost, and and you know, if you in those bigger campgrounds like that, you know, if you if you don't have flow in those water lines, they're gonna they're gonna freeze. So we just try to, okay, here's what we're gonna offer. You know, it's it's a, yeah, it may not be the greatest spot, but you're still on the lake. You still have an opportunity to camp. We can handle it better and still you know do all of our other you know it's it's funny you know people that camp think well that's our job you know we we deal with camping Mm -hmm. so they so they're like why isn't this better well the people that deal with floods they're like why aren't you dealing with this flood constantly well because you know i have to deal with floods i have to deal with parks i have to deal with you know, fish and wildlife, you know, we, we manage more land than we do water. Right. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot that, that goes into our jobs. Uh, and, you know, to be honest with you, we, uh, you know, it's not like we have 50 employees sitting yeah, there. You got six employees, you got six camp, uh, rangers that, that are having to spread out with, I think you told me like 10, you've got 10, 10 parks. That's yep. just, that's not even counting day use areas. That's not counting day use multiple areas. days areas. Yep. And, and then if you consider like say Brewers Bend and, um, what is it? Spanish, Spaniard Creek, Spaniard Creek, yes, Spaniard, Spaniard Creek. Those are clear on down by Weber's Falls, yeah. past Weber's Falls. Um, yeah, that's about a so, 30 or 40 minute yeah, drive for, from, from your lake office. From our office yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're spread out and, and I know it doesn't make sense sometimes to people how how recreation areas, you know, yeah. what your respond what your project is responsible for geographically. It, it can be kind of confusing for people, but 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 it but that's part of the, the issue is that like you've got to you got to travel out to just to go out there, you know, to those sites. It, yep. It, it's. You, um, I was looking at your. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping around. I was looking at your. It looks like you're gonna have a pretty nice pavilion out there at Elk Creek, a new storage area. Is that for maintenance for the storage area? Uh, our maintenance guys use it as well as volunteers. We store some of their equipment in there as well. Okay, and then um, the there's a there's gonna be a pretty nice looking playground at Snake Creek. Looks like you completely redid that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty. Uh, is that is that uh, is that like 
ground up rubber or is that is that recycled recycled tires yeah 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 recycled tires yeah. yeah so that'll be pretty nice those are that's gonna that's a pretty impressive campground you i mean uh, playground you got there at um obviously it won't be as shaded once you reopen but yeah eventually you know the you'll you'll get the trees back and i know even like did did all the boats that were there were some boats that sunk out there uh, that was the at hit, the marina at the marina yeah. yeah and did did they get that stuff cleared out so yeah he's he's pretty much uh he, he's he's worked diligently uh you know nobody's nobody's perfect he still has some things he needs to do that he that he runs across or we run across from time to time but but he's back up and open he's got some he's got new slips uh you know, and he he done a pretty good job. Uh, I mean, when that's your livelihood, though, that's his business. That was yeah. That, that you know, guy he, took a hit. Yeah, he wanted to get it up and running, and, and and you know, get back where he could make money again. And and he did he did a good job. He got the boats out. You know, there's there's still like I said, you know, people's gonna hear this and go, well, I know of this and that. But yeah, we realize there's still things he needs to do. So does he. You know, if if we realize that we notify him, most of the time he already knows. Yeah. Uh, but uh. But it's you know it it's look it looks like a campground again. It looks like a marina sitting there next to it again. Uh, there's just a few things that that uh, you know you, you know like I said the utility contract just completed last week. Right. So you can't open a campground with no water. You know people keep asking. They they call our office. I'm sure they've called you guys and yes. say why you know why is it not open yet? Well you know. You yeah. can't have a campground with no water. Bath. I mean, and they think, well, I don't need water to camp. Well, you, the bathroom that you shower in needs water, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, kind yeah. of one of them things. And you you don't want to wash in the lake all the time. You know? <laughs> I mean, it gets old, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. Mean, um, yeah. And, and you know, that flood that that hit. You also had COVID right after the flood. Oh Not, yeah. That's. And, and I don't mean you specifically. I meant like <laughs> like, but the the COVID uh, pandemic started, so that delayed a lot of stuff i mean we had to basically be away from the office for yep. like two weeks yeah and you know yeah not even to mention not to mention that between between floods uh which obviously slowed down work and progress then we run into the covid stuff and you know we had uh, several employees at my office uh that had to quarantine uh because either they got it or or you know somebody in their family got it and they were exposed and you know the early parts of that you know what america didn't know what to expect nor did we you know we didn't know okay what's what's the proper amount of time to quarantine well you got schools you got kids you got uh, uh daycares people yep. have children and i mean i know we were getting we were getting messages every day yep you know like uh, this is this person's re- brother or sister tested positive so out of caution we're gonna like close this room or something so yeah like that's those kind of things they they really interrupted life you know and they they certainly interrupt the process when the person you're working with on contract or the person who's doing the scoping or whatever they're out for a couple of weeks and absolutely you know you're working on the the same workloads there but yeah. the the personnel is is a skeleton tr- crew trying to complete it uh so yeah I didn't even mention that uh you know covid definitely slowed down our processes it slowed you know, I, I personally had to quarantine, and you know that slows down my process when I can't coordinate with the people that uh, where I'm working on this stuff with. That it just slows it down. It's just uh, it's the nature of it. So, uh, 
Yeah, they didn't not even not even to mention that, but and, yeah, and then, and then it affected the resource availability for things like like you were talking about metals, and that's probably contributed to a lot of the metal increase, you know, yep. price increase of, of things like metal. And I'm not sure if concrete got hit as hard or, or whatever, but um, I know everybody's talking about lumber prices, so I don't um, I don't know how much you guys had to worry with that as much, but well, it definitely you know it. People were wanting to work because people needed to work. Uh, so the contractors, it wasn't as bad with them. Uh, they they did run into some issues getting getting some supplies at times. Uh, our in-house uh, stuff was definitely a hindrance. You know, I mean, we had people in the district office that works in contracting. They're all teleworking, and you know, we were working through getting our stuff to just work right uh, electronically uh, and then they were off at times because of covid related reasons so, so was i and and you know I, I had the same issues i was trying to telework from home and you know every 10 minutes i was Patch getting into the vpn every 10 minutes i'm getting kicked off and i'm like dad come why yeah, is they... this so you know we all work through it and and you know that the the side of that that nobody sees everybody knows the things that men you've discussed this far about COVID, right. the things people that that might, might hear this don't realize is people were desperate for recreation, desperate for something to do. Why not go to a campground? So right. our visitation at the campgrounds that were open have skyrocketed. Right. I mean, yeah. every weekend over the course of the last two summers has been like a holiday. Wow. I mean, it's, it's full campgrounds, uh, they use parking areas full, which requires more attention and uh, time by my staff. Uh, so, which pull, you know, Rob Peter to pay Paul. Okay, we can't focus as much on this tornado cleanup in particular because, man, our camp, our visitation is going up. We have two campgrounds that are closed and our visitation's going up. Right. So, the use is definitely going up. So that's something that a lot of people, unless they're late goers, have, right. didn't realize. Uh, yeah, I, I, if if anything, you know, it's it's kind of amazing you were able to get as much accomplished as you have, given that you had a flood. You know, you had people on flood. People don't realize flood watch is like a twenty-four hour thing. Once you go into twenty-four hour flood watch, um, you know, you're. You, <laughs> You're, that's all you're focused on. That, that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, and you're exactly I've right. Walked, I've walked some flood watches with some rangers, and it's yeah. it's um it's not fun walking on an on an incline. <laughs> well, you know, when you when you have, you know, six or when you you know basically we had eight people, you know, yeah. eight people that that yeah, because the maintenance staff even has yeah, I mean, I'm, my maintenance too. crew, yeah, my, and you and you're running three different shifts where it requires monitoring of that dam every hour every hour right. we're required to go yeah. drive that that embankment which takes 30 yeah. minutes yeah, it's a big embankment. yeah so you know i mean you know during that time frame absolutely i mean there was there's no time for anything but that that's your number one that's the i mean that's our that's our mission you know flood control and you know that's the number one priority so basically during that time yeah that's that's what you're focused on that's what you're doing and you know recreation 
uh, you know, like, like, like I explain to people when, especially people around home, when they find out what I do and, and they ask about snake Creek or something. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, especially during the flood, I'm like, you know, what's more important in, in all honesty, you know, supplying someone with a campsite or saving someone's home, you know, anybody ought to be able to answer that question. You right. want to save those people's home. And so, yeah, that becomes your number one priority. So that was just another, uh, another wondrous welcome to 10 killer for me at that time. <laughs> the flooding of not had, had record, you know, record, record floods in 19, yeah. uh, as, as well as, uh, you know, there was a point in time there where, Weber's Falls Pool was the lowest it had ever been. Right, yeah. You know, we yeah. had to basically uh, drain that pool yeah. in order to get the barges out. So uh, it was. Yeah. A, did you did you see it before they pulled the barges? Like when they drained it, like the river, oh, yeah. the riverbed. I oh. went over to Brewers Bend a few times, and and um, oh, it was just a little. I walked out there, stream the going through the middle, yeah, and it was. It was like the moon. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never been to the moon, obviously, but I, it was like what I, it was just surreal. It was surreal. I, it, I mean, you know, we, when you're driving through Tulsa and you look at the Arkansas river, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, it, my, my son's literally said, you know, we'll say, Oh son, that's the river. And he'll say, that's not a river. That's the sand. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was, it was like that. You never see it like that below three forks. Never. And, and that's below three forks. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, it was, it was so weird to just, to just walk out there. And I was getting, I've got some video and, and photos of it on one of my drives somewhere, but, um, yeah, that was, it was just surreal. And, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that was, it was just kind of crazy. Like, and you think about how much, I mean, I remember we went from, um, we were, they were releasing a lot out of Fort Gibson at that point. Cause they were having, after the, after that, that flood event, they were having to maintain the pool at another point there, you know, cause you've basically got water going cause you've got a gate. It's, yeah. you know, open. So yeah. And um, kudos to our navigation folks, because, oh, know. you know, I mean, <laughs> that was a, you know, you know, this, this is a, not a, you know, we, we all work, don't recreate the wheel. Uh, right. And those guys do as well. You know, they they know if this gate's open this much and the inflow's this right. much, the outflow's going to be this much with right. head pressure. They, you know, they they they, they know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all been calibrated. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. But when you have a barge blocking gates, uh, right. they, we, they were recreating the wheel. They, they were, were like, okay, let's raise it a little bit more and see what that does. Right. Let's, and you know, to them, for them yeah. to be able to that quickly make that adjustment and find balance in the system was pretty impressive to me. Uh, so them guys done a, done a great job. And then they, they and then they done a fantastic job of, of, okay, how are we going to drain one pool of a river and keep water in another pool? Right. I mean, it's a river, it flows, you know, you think if you block up one end, it's going to go dry. Well, they didn't, they kept yeah. Kerr Lake getting pretty much within a few feet of regular pool while yeah. they drained a, a pool above it, you know? Yeah. They were still able to have some navigation going up yep. and down at least below Weber's at yep. that time. Um, so pretty, pretty amazing on yeah, their they, part. It's, it's very impressive. If I would always advise people if they've never gone to one of the locks, even Kerr or, or WD Mayo, you know, if, if you ever get a chance to go to one of those observation areas and like just park there. And, and I think both of them still have their observation areas. Yep. WD Mayo is a little bit more kind of out of the way, but 
but um, if you ever get a chance to just go like down to Kerr and, and park at the observation area and just watch barges come in, I mean, you're probably only going to watch one because it takes a long takes, time. <laughs> takes 45 <laughs> but, minutes to an hour. <laughs> yeah, just, just for one. Yeah. yeah. And, and if they've got a bunch of barges, it's, it's a lot more. But, um, yeah, that it's so amazing just how that, that whole system works. But so we've, we, you're going to have new and improved Elk Creek and new and improved Snake Creek. You think it'll be able to get before the end of rec season? You think we might be able to get it in before? I, I think Elk Creek will be open very shortly. Okay. Uh, soon as, soon as the contractor finishes up with the bathroom and we ordered bollards for the QR codes a couple right. of weeks ago. So as soon as we get them in, that'll be number one priority is to at least, you know, Elk Creek has, uh, in the, you know, up, up around 40, 40 campsites. Uh, you know, that'll relieve some of the pressure off some of them other parks that are currently open. Right. Uh, so I foresee that in the very near future, definitely before the end of rec season. Okay. Uh, Snake Creek, unfortunately, uh, mainly due to the asphalt contract i i can't give a definite answer i no problem. i feel pretty comfortable that we should be ready to go first of rec season next year right you know our our initial goal in uh, january february time frame uh of 2021 we was really hoping we could maybe get it open before labor day right but you know, contracting processes just aren't fast. They no, they aren't no. fast, and you know, even even when they work at their fastest, you still have to allow that contractor a proper amount of time in order to get their work completed. A lot of times, that's a lot of times it's ninety days. Yeah, uh, especially on a job like that, uh, because you have to take into consideration whether. Uh, and them been able to get their supplies and materials. So we, we have to allow them a, a proper amount of time. And so even if, uh, you know, my, my worry is even if uh, we were able to award that contract today, today, I mean, yeah. we're at the end of July. <clears throat> if we give them a 90 day. Yeah. That would still uh, be October. Yeah. Right? Still be yeah. October. So, Apparently. and you know, I mean, them guys are, them guys are big. I mean, they work, they're, they're working and they're bidding on these jobs ahead of time right so they may be on a job that Mm -hmm. they're going to be on for another month and a half where they can even start on ours so i just i feel like we're probably going to miss recreation season with snake creek this year uh that but i but i feel like that we should be up and ready to go first of the year next year and and uh that's probably going to disappoint some people i understand that trust me uh, nobody wants that campground open more than i do (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm I'm the one that gets the phone calls. I'm right. the one that that uh, has spent countless hours working those contracts and monitoring contracts and QA and contracts, as well as my CE techs. Uh, I don't want to not give them the credit they deserve. Pete Theotis and Bucky Barnes, yeah, uh, have been fantastic. Uh, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to get. You know, I'm definitely ready to get back to managing a project uh that is fully functional you know so yeah. so i'm i'm as ready as anybody else i know uh people are chomping at the bit to get into snake creek and i just want to be able to supply them with a good safe 
you know, a better experience than what it was when they left it last. How how much how much asphalt are we talking in terms of roadway or whatever? How many how many is it like a mile? Oh no, it's uh, I, I you know, to be honest with you, I can't give you an answer on that because okay. I measured it in sections. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's Snake Creek has a lot of loops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I don't know a total. I probably did at one point in time, but it's been a, a few weeks yeah. since I wrote that scope. So, so uh, it's going to be, you know, I mean, basically, I, I think I almost got every road in there. I don't know if I'll be able to do every road, but I, but pretty close to every road starting at starting at the front gate. Yeah, uh, that's inside the campground, which, you know, the the water's edge ones obviously need more. Uh, right more attention but you know and we prioritize them and wrote them uh the way we option those contracts out we wrote them up first so what uh so you guys have a a cleanup day you guys are going to be doing in october right oh yeah some of the other things we have going on uh yeah you know other aside from being in the in the middle of rec season we we've been hosting a tidy up 10 killer event uh partnered with the with GT, GTAA, which is the Greater Ten Killer uh, Association, um, we've been performing uh, lake cleanups twice a year. Usually, we do one in the spring, we do one in the fall. Uh, thus, we got another one scheduled coming up in October. Uh, okay. The date is not nailed down yet, but it it will be shortly. We'll start having meetings for that probably uh, mid to late August. And, uh, you know, basically we just, it, we're trying to get people out. You know, the, the flooding as well as the tornado, uh, but the flooding, uh, you know, we ended up with a lot of debris yeah. in the lake, a lot of styrofoam, a lot of marinas. I mean, a lot of marinas had issue from the flooding, Yeah, not just Snake Creek. You know, they That's all true. lost foam and stuff. And so we've been trying to get that cleaned up, the old tires. And, you know, we've I think this will be our fourth cleanup that wow. we've had and you know we've removed i can't remember how 80 uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of trash wow uh styrofoam old tires just you know just trash around the lake uh so you know if people would be looking for that yeah. man we would we would love to have uh, participation you know i mean I'm not going to be able to clean up 10 killer lake with eight people. No. Uh, you know, I mean, so, you know, it, 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 it's a, it's a public place. It's a public event, you know, come help make our lake look better. That's, is there a, is there a meeting place you typically meet up when you, uh, those? generally they'll, GTAA, uh, they'll set it. They, they sort of, they sort of headed up, you know, I went to them a couple of years ago and say, Hey, I look, I need some help. Yeah, and man, to their credit, they've taken it and ran with it. And you know, I'm just a participant at this point. I, I supply, you know, our boat, our staff, uh, our equipment to load dumpsters. But uh, as far as ramrodding it, you know, they've taken taken the bull by the horns on that, and they'll establish sort of. <clears throat> we we try to move it around uh, to different portions of the lake, right? And so they'll establish, you know. Uh, kind of a home base for the cleanup and 
And a lot of times we use Chicken Creek South because it's the biggest parking area, biggest boat ramp. Right. And we'll have dumpster, we'll have roll-off dumpsters stationed at different locations. Uh, usually we'll pick four, five, six different locations. We'll have those dumpsters stationed. And, man, you know, I mean, hey, if you're just even, I mean, it's October. The weather's still pretty nice. It's not hot. If you're just coming out on a on a day to go fishing, man, if you run across a piece of styrofoam and haul it in, throw it in one yeah. of them dumpsters, every little bit helps, you know. And then, and then, you know, if you see somebody dumping illegally, um, which yeah. I imagine you guys don't have too many. Do you have any problems with that? There, we we, we see it a lot around Keystone, and you know, um, well, we places. all have it. I mean, yeah. every every lake has that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not so much on the tidy up ten killer event, right? But uh, but yeah, we you know. Yeah, yeah, anybody that sees that, that kind of activity taking place, feel free to give our office a call if you you know, we don't want anybody to put themselves at risk. But yeah, you know, if you get a yeah, you don't, go, to get don't a, go over there trying to stop yeah. somebody because you but, never know. But if you can drive by and get a license plate number, right. yeah, that always helps. Take a snap uh, snap a picture with your phone. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we you know, we recently had uh, somebody dumped a bunch of furniture yeah. at our overlook, which is right by our office. And I'm like <laughs> Wow, Man, that's that's brazen. That's that's brazen. Yeah, <laughs> so you know that happens a lot. But yeah, any any help, you know, I mean, hey, we we're not too proud to take help from anybody, right? So yeah, and, and, and I know people down there. You know, Ten Killer's got a reputation as the clearest, most beautiful lake in Oklahoma. So oh yeah, I'm you know it's always I'm blessed. Every day I drive over that embankment at, at least twice. Yeah, coming to work and going home, and it's. It's a breathtaking look every day, every day, yeah. and I just, you know, I, I'm truly blessed, and I, you know, I, I just look at it and I can't believe this is where I work. I mean, this is where I work at. Right. So you know, it's a, it's a beautiful lake. The water clarity is fantastic. The bluffs and the scenery around the edge of the lake. You know, it's a beautiful place, and I, you know, I want to be part of help keeping it that way. So, so uh, that's why we, you know, we started this tidy up event and. You know, aesthetics, and, and and that's and you know I'm a little OCD. You know I want Snake Creek and Elk Creek to look good. I want those yeah. places to look good when people go back in there. Right. And you know I so based on the photos I've seen of what you're, where you are with it, like I mean it's it's going to be nice. Going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. Probably better. I mean obviously the shade is a big deal, but yeah. But you know there there's other things that come that come with with shade too and. You're not going to have to deal with as many like you know acorns that you're going to be stepping on, or sweeping <laughs> off your pad, your uh, your 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 campground pad or whatever. Uh, yeah. What have I not asked you that I probably should have asked you for this? We we covered the the tornado and the recovery of the tornado pretty pretty well. Uh, you know, there's a but like I said, that's that's a minor, well not minor, but that's a portion of what we've been doing. You know, we're. We work, um, you know, we got some fantastic marinas uh, uh, at our at our project. Uh, beautiful uh, burnt cabin marinas, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we're currently working with those folks, trying to expand their lease area. You know, they they have some ideas and some proposals uh, to enhance the recreation at Ten Killer, and you know, we're on board for that because a lot of times those private entities can supply. Uh, certain types of recreation that we just don't deal in uh as far as the core goes so we're working with them on that that's that's coming up we're doing the same thing at strayhorn they have a new owner uh he's done a facelift to that marina it looks great 
Uh, we're working with him to uh, to make even more improvements. Uh, uh, recently, uh, Pettit Bay Marina has has just been purchased. So that that owner uh, is also the owner owner of Pine Cove Marina. And anybody that's seen Pine Cove Marina knows uh, there's going to be some uh, major improvements going on in Pettit Bay. We're working with him on. Uh, I say we're working with. You know, we have to. Uh, you know, all those marinas, a big portion of them are on government property, and we have to go through our uh, review process for any construction that takes place. And and so, you know, that that's that's what we're doing on our end. Um, you know, other than that, you know, currently, you know, we're we're praying that that the fall rains stay away and we can get to normal pool, uh, and and stay there for a while. Uh, you know, we're closing out rec season. Uh, you know, we we got one major holiday left, and uh, you know that's that's where our focus is currently. Uh, a lot of our of my six rangers uh they they work three different shifts so you know most of the time i only see a couple of them at a time uh we have rangers that works weekends and nights and and also have rangers that work during the day during the week so you know uh those guys are, are split up we got our summer ranger staff going so you know we're we're just looking out looking to close the summer strong we got some projects planned for uh for the fall uh, that we'll start working on soon as soon as the gates close to some of the campgrounds but well awesome well dennis thanks again for taking the time to drive up here to the the office i know it's always better to be down in in the core area as opposed to having to come all the way up here at the, the main office and but uh you made the trip and um in spite of me telling you initially that i would go to you but <laughs> Hey, that's I like to come up here from time to time and touch base with with the people I'm working with. So yeah, it's good to see you and um, please say hi to the staff for us and um, thanks again. Um, it, it's it's been fun. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us for Core Struction. Core Struction is a production of the Tulsa District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Public Affairs Office. This episode of Core Struction was brought to you by the Ten Killer Lake Project Office. For more information about the Tulsa District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, check us out on the web at www.swt.usace.army.mil. You can find us on most social media sites at USACE Tulsa, all one word. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.